Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Welcome to another episode of the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want to remind you that there are some really fun things on the Kid Stories Podcast YouTube channel. Click on the link in the show notes to check it out. Now let's get into some shout outs. Elliot just turned seven years old and he has been listening since he was three. That is amazing. Elliot, I'm so glad you've been enjoying these stories for so long. For your birthday, I hope you get shoes that give you super speed and gumballs that let you breathe fire and a potbelly pig that talks and a big bucket of goofballs. Elliot, if you were a character from the show, you would be the fixer, a wizard that can put broken things back together just by touching them. Thanks for listening, Elliot. And Henry just had a birthday as well. Henry, for your birthday, I hope you got a pocket spaceship and a hat that lets you speak any language and a team of pet hawks who follow your orders, and a big bucket of goofballs. I think if you were a character in the stories, you would be a slip ninja who can slip to other dimensions and disappear without a trace. Thanks for listening, Henry. Today's episode was written with help from Kai. Kai had some spectacular ideas, and I'm glad we could work together to make them into a story. Thanks, Kai. Today's episode is titled... Southern Swamp's Treasure Hunt Kai walked down a dirt road while looking at an ancient map. So we just made land here at Beechwood Beach, he thought out loud. Now, to get to the Southern Swamps, we just need to head south on these roads here. His finger traced some lines drawn on the map. Navy, his younger sister, toddled behind him. Kai stowed the map back into his pack, and they continued their journey under the hot sun of the valley. A bit later, they came upon a small town, and Kai decided it was time for a break and some food. They stopped at a little shop named Hooper's Goofballs. A few other customers were sitting inside. Kai and Navy approached the counter and looked over the menu. What's a goofball? Kai asked the old man behind the counter. Oh, you'll love it. It's usually a piece of a candy bar or a bit of cake, 
dipped in chocolate, dipped in peanut butter, sprinkled with powdered sugar, dipped in chocolate, sprinkled with sprinkles, dipped in chocolate, dipped in peanut butter, dipped in chocolate, dipped in chocolate, dipped in chocolate, said Hooper. Or you can make your own however you like. But we've got strawberry and all kinds of flavors. Wow, whispered Kai as he looked over the menu and considered all his options. I want strawberry, said Navy. And I think I'll have the double chocolate goofball bomb, said Kai. Hooper got to work on their food, and the two sat at a table to wait. Kai pulled out the map and continued reviewing the notes written on it. This map was so old that there were rips and creases, and it was faded and difficult to read. As such, Kai looked at it often to make sure he wasn't missing anything and that he was reading it correctly. As he reviewed the map sitting there in Hooper's goofballs, he noticed a shadow loom over him and felt a presence behind him. He turned to see two ninjas, who looked strikingly similar to each other, looking over his shoulder at the map. Well, that's a treasure map if I ever saw one, one of them said before Kai could react. I'm Tim. And I'm Ray, said the other ninja, and we couldn't help but notice the map. Kai folded the map up and turned to talk to these two strangers. Not the map, my map, said Kai, a bit suspicious of these two. Oh, yeah, totally, totally your map, said Tim. You don't need to worry about us. We're no bandits. We're part of the Valley Town Ninjas. That's Master Momo sitting right over there. Tim pointed, and Kai turned to see an older-looking man with a cowboy hat and dark skin reading a newspaper. Kai had never been to the valley, but had heard of some of the heroes that lived there, including Master Momo and the Valley Town Ninjas. Okay, said Kai. It looks like that map was going to lead you into the southern swamps, said Ray. Kai opened the map back up and laid it out on the table. Tim and Ray bent over to get a closer look. Yep, said Tim, pointing at the map. We're about right here, and it looks like the target is deep in the southern swamps here. Is that a ruins marker? Yeah, it is, answered Kai. Apparently there are some ancient ruins in that area, and the treasure is underground, maybe? The details I got are fuzzy, but that's where I'm headed. I've been around that area before, but never noticed any ancient ruins, said Ray. Well, it's been centuries, said Kai. So long the structures are probably all just rubble by now, covered in vines and overgrowth from the swamp. Hmm. You know, we could help you out with this, said Tim. The southern swamps is a dangerous place. Most people never go in there. There's bizzards and red cloaks and all kinds of bad stuff. How about we all go down there together and split the loot? We'll even bring Master Momo to help. Kai considered this. He generally worked alone, but the ninjas of Valley Town had a solid reputation. It made sense to accept their help. Yeah, sure, said Kai. We do it together and split whatever we find. Nice, said Tim. And he, Ray, and Kai all shook hands. I don't think you should take your sidekick, though, unless she has secret powers or something. It's super dangerous down there. Tim pointed to Navy. While they were talking, Hooper had brought out their goofballs, 
and Navy's face and hands were covered in strawberry cream and chocolate. She was busy finishing what remained of her goofball. Oh, that's my little sister, said Kai. She's got to come. It's not like I have a babysitter or anything. Oh, don't worry, said Ray. We've got the best babysitter. Tim and Ray gave each other a sly look, and Master Momo approached. Ah, uh, what's all this you're getting into now? he asked. Hey, Momo, this guy's got a treasure map, and we're going to follow it into the southern swamps, said Tim. A treasure map? asked Momo. You can't just go out treasure hunting with some guy you met at a goofball shop. Well, we kind of already agreed, said Tim. Yeah, and we told him you'd come too, said Ray. Momo furrowed his brow and grumbled. Oh, for Pete's sake. All right, I guess we're going treasure hunting. But what are we going to do with the sidekick? Momo pointed at Navy, who had finished her goofball but was busy licking the icing and chocolate off her fingers. She can stay at the dojo, said Tim. We've got a babysitter there. Oh, all right then, said Momo. We better get going now. Come on, treasure hunter. Tell me what you know about this map and everything. The group then made their way to the Valley Town Dojo. On the way there, Kai gave Master Momo all the details he had about the map and the treasure it was supposed to lead to. I got this map from a wandering trader who bought it from a pirate captain who stole it from a prince, said Kai. The story goes, back before the southern swamps was cursed, there was a, a commune of wizards. Good people, people of the land, you know, nature types. They had some magical ways, and they created powerful tools and weapons to help them work the land and protect each other. But it didn't last. Something happened, and the commune was destroyed and lost to history. Until now, added Master Momo. Until now, said Kai. I don't know exactly where the treasure is, but I know if we can make it down to those ruins, I'll probably be able to find it. I sure hope so, said Momo. Wouldn't want to waste a whole day trudging through those swamps for nothing. Kai heard the sounds of fighting, and as they crested a hill, he saw other ninjas training. The ninjas were in a big yard surrounded by other buildings, little houses and one big meeting house, and there was a big gray dragon. The dragon was swinging its tail and breathing fire, and the ninjas were all dodging and rolling out of the way and hitting the dragon with wooden swords. Don't let the dragon spook you, said Momo. His name's Eugene. He's grumpy, but nice. The ninjas stopped their battle training and greeted the others as they arrived. Bulis was the first to step forward. And who might you be? She knelt down and began speaking to Navy. Navy, she answered. Well, you are the most adorable thing ever. Want me to show you around? Bulis asked. Yep, answered Navy. Bulis and Navy wandered around the dojo grounds while Kai greeted the others and explained his situation. He showed the others the map and discussed his plans to get at the treasure. And you'll be in charge of the sidekick, Ray said to Eugene. The gray dragon looked confused. What does that mean, be in charge of the sidekick? He asked. It means you'll babysit Navy, answered Ray. No, I won't, said Eugene. As they discussed this, Bulis and Navy were finishing their tour of the grounds and came back to join the group. Navy was clearly interested in Eugene. She had never been this close to a real dragon before. Hello, dragon, she said. Eugene just looked at her and huffed. 
Someone else can watch her. Dragons don't babysit. Navy then climbed on Eugene's huge dragon foot. Eugene froze. He was too afraid to move for fear the toddler would fall off of him. She kept climbing and climbing, pulling herself up Eugene's thick scales until she was sitting on his back. Well, Eugene, for not being a babysitter, you sure look like one, said Momo with a grin. Don't worry, big fella. Shouldn't take more than a day or two. How about you and Navy meet us down in the southern swamps in about a day, all right? Eugene just grumbled and lay his chin down on the ground, resigned to be a living playground for the next day. Kai, Master Momo, Tim, and Ray then made their way south to the southern swamps in hopes of finding this long-lost treasure. The end. Thanks for listening, friends. Be sure to check out the Kids Stories Podcast YouTube channel for some pretty exciting things, including an animated short presentation of the Attack of the Red Dragon episode. Adios!